You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Office Christmas Park. Ooh, somebody's getting fired. Oh, no. It's my sister. You're having a Christmas party tonight? Oh, it's not a Christmas party. Mm. It's a non-denominational holiday mixer. More inclusive. Well, whatever you call it, it's not happening. All right. It's canceled. Hey, idiot, I'm looking right at you. Okay, we're not doing it. We'll still do it. This branch is failing. I'm shutting you down. You gotta give us a little bit of time to turn this around. All right. If by some miracle you can close Walter Davis and his $14 million account, your jobs are safe. Done. You'll see, you're gonna look so stupid. Then we'll finally have something in common. God damn it, he's so mean! Guys, what if we show him the greatest time of his life at our Christmas party tonight? This is how we save everybody's job. It's not the worst idea. Walter, do you party? I used to. It's F-word Christmas, B-word. Let's get mother F-word drunk. Watson. It's my birthday. Ah, I'm really committing, that's nice. Light the candle. Merry Christmas, bitches! Right down the chimney, folks! Yeah! Greatest party ever, hashtag open bar. Who are you sending that to? Everyone in Chicago. I am the CEO of Xenotech. Please just drive. I just dropped off four people there at that party tonight. They gave me three stars like a bunch of bitches. What did you just say? I said they were a bunch of bitches. Tonight, the decisions you make will have consequences that will haunt you for the rest of your professional lives. Pull over or I will shoot your penis in the face. I love America! Don't stop! Happy you alive! Woo! I think he meant to swing there. Where'd you get these? Be better if I didn't say. All right, everybody. What you just heard was the trailer for Office Christmas Party, and I know what you're thinking. This isn't an awards film. We're in the thick of awards season. You have an awards website. What the hell is going on? Well, I will tell you, people. We are still committed to watching as many films as possible to find the best in film today. And Office Christmas Party did look like it had some pretty good laughs in it. With me, joining me for this review is Candace Frederick from realtalkonline.org. Candace, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? I am uh, pretty fantastic. The weekend is here. It is freezing cold, all bundled up and warm. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm gonna probably catch up today on uh, some Filmstruck. Have you have you downloaded this uh, app at all uh, and he- or heard about it? Filmstruck? No, I never heard of it. What is it? Filmstruck is a partnership between Turner Classic Movies, uh, the Criterion Channel, and various other entities as well as they bring uh, foreign cinema movies that are like hard to find uh, together in one package uh, for you to view. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, as somebody who really, really loves dilly-dabbling into obscure cinema foreign cinema it's like it's like christmas come early for me and it just <laughs> recently became available on the apple tv so i downloaded it and i just oh, nice. yeah i'm addicted i've been just like catching up on like kurosawa uh pretty oh, much yes. yeah oh, I'm, wow. I'm anticipating silence right now so yeah trying to get mm-hmm. ready yep Gotcha. <laughs> but at any event, though, we are taking a wild detour from uh, those kinds of films right now. 
And the story for all of his Christmas party basically is when the CEO, uh, played by Jennifer Aniston, tries to close her hard-partying brother's branch, he and his chief technical officer, played by Jason Bateman, must rally their co-workers and host an epic office Christmas party in an effort to impress a potential client and close a sale that will save all of their jobs. The film is starring Jason Bateman, Olivia Munn, T.J. Miller, Jillian Bell, Courtney B. Vance, Kate McKinnon, and Jennifer Aniston. This is directed by Will Speck, Josh Gordon, and written by Justin Mallon, Laura Solon, and Dan Mazur. Candice, I'm going to pass it off to you first. What did you think all around of Office Christmas Party? Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't really entertained by it. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'll give you that. I was really entertained. It's funny as you were talking about each of the cast members as well as the writers and the directors. Um, it's funny because it's such a basic movie to have so much talent on board in terms of obviously the cast is so great, but in terms of so many writers and more than one director, it seems like it doesn't really call for any of that. Literally could have been shot on your iPhone, but it's just, it's, it's a very basic movie. It's exactly the way it sounds. Um, the cast is really what makes it, I, I would say particularly Jason Bateman as well as, um... Wow, what is her name? Olivia um, Munn? No. no Kate, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yes. Yes, yes. So, um, you know, it's it's very basic, but it was really entertaining. I think it's partly because, honestly, the news has just been so depressing, and I just needed something that was a pick-me-up. And as you probably are well aware, there's so many, um, you know, you're inundated with so many Oscar films that are so heavy and so depressing. And that, coupled with the political news going on in the real world, it was kind of refreshing just to get a film that did not care about, you know, just anything. It was just going for broke each time, and and it was very silly. There were no lessons to learn or anything. It's not one of those films. But, you know, again, it's, re- it's funny to see um, particularly um, an office structure where, and particularly in Hollywood, the way Hollywood has viewed office structure in the past, like The Nerd, the, the guy who can't get a date, the sex-starved woman um, who's also a single mom, um, the, the, I don't know, there, there's all these kind of stereotypes. All of them exist in this film, and that will probably turn people off because it's like, it's 2016, why are we still, you know, constructing um, characters in this fashion? Because they're all, like, constructed on blocks, basically. But, um, again, I did laugh a lot. And I actually stayed to the after credit scenes, too, the bloopers. I was just like, this is great. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's one of those films that you definitely need to shut your mind off. Um, but, you know, I think anyone, particularly who's worked in a corporate structure, um, predominantly white corporate structure, will definitely be able to kind of... Um, recognize a lot of the jokes and a lot of the types of characters that persist here and I think um, in terms of just like being in an office space and being like mostly with like uptight people who probably don't want to be there but they're just trying to make that buck Um, and so this is their one opportunity um, throughout the year that they actually get to just go buck wild Um, and so I can see that playing out in real life, um, but you know, obviously, it's way over the top. I think in my review, my written review, I called it um, basically the the Hangover meets an office, basically an office holiday party. 
um, because it is, you know, it, it's debauchery at its most profound. <laughs> um, but it, it's fun. It's definitely really fun. Um, probably won't remember it after like this month, but it's really fun. I agree with you when you say you probably won't remember it after this month. I, I, you know, it seems like every year now we're getting some sort of a holiday themed raunchy R rated comedy. Last year it was, um, the night before I keep confusing mm-hmm. it with HBO's the night of, but right. I got it right this time. The <laughs> night, the night before. Um, and I actually enjoyed that a lot more than this mainly because my biggest gripe with this movie is that there is no real takeaway from this. There is no real message to the movie. And even with all the juvenile humor, the crazy antics and everything else being thrown at it, usually there's at least a message in the movie that you can walk away. And if it's something so it could be something as simple as, uh, you know, be kind to your friends or, you know, cherish family, you know, something very, very simple. That's kind of like a given. And this film, when it was over, I just was like, I don't understand like Jason Bateman is looks wildly older than Olivia Munn and they're yeah. supposed to be like a thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. weird. Um, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston kind of like comes to appreciate her brother to some degree and he earns her respect. Uh, I don't buy that. Like I don't either. No, I just yeah. didn't buy a lot of stuff that happened in this. However, I will give the film this. Not a single actor in this movie embarrasses themselves the way that they typically do in comedies such as this. I'm looking at you, Robert De Niro and Dirty Grandpa. Um, <laughs> but I think that nobody really does any standout work. If you are familiar with Jason Bateman's previous work or TJ Miller's, even Kate McKinnon, who I love in this, and I just love her in general, nobody really does anything that you typically haven't seen before um maybe except jennifer aniston i I thought jennifer aniston was a hoot in this quite honestly uh, when it comes to jennifer aniston one i can take or leave her she bugs me in just a variety of ways i thought in this particular role i've seen her do this in horrible bosses um except that she was a lot more obviously seductive but in terms of just being that alpha she she ends up being this alpha male character in a woman's body where she's like you know, like a Power Ranger and that she's very dominant and that she's very aggressive and she, you know, always gets to control some feeble man. And mm-hmm. in this case, it's her brother. So yep. that, so, you know, to your point, same thing with Jason Bateman, who always plays the straight laced guy. Yes. He has really great, like, punchlines, but he's, he's this character every time. Yeah, he always plays the straight man, typically, and you know he's he's good at it he's fine and he gets typecast as it uh, okay i think the one time i saw him try to do something that was even relatively different was when he uh starred and directed in uh what was it bad words it was called yeah yeah you know but otherwise he's always playing the straight white man that ends up in these bizarre circumstances and is always trying to keep everybody calm and keep mm-hmm. things together et cetera, et cetera. um but yeah like he has this connection with Olivia Munn's character in this movie that I just completely did not buy at all. And I, I like Olivia Munn. I, I really dug her in the newsroom, but oh, there's yeah. absolutely nothing in this that for me, from a comedic standpoint or anything at all, I'm not saying she's terrible, but she just did absolutely nothing for me in this movie. At least someone like Kate McKinnon 
uh, every time she's on screen, every line, every glance, everything she does is at least getting me to smile to some degree. I mean, she is just she's she's a comedic force of nature. That woman, I'm telling you, she's on it all the time. <laughs> and T.J. Miller uh, plays the exact same carbon copy role that you see him in uh, Silicon Valley, where he's trying to be this boss that's kind of an idiot. And it's one of those things where, I I mean, if you like T.J. Miller's stick, you're going to kind of dig him in this as well. If you don't dig his shtick, then you're not going to like him in this. It's just plain and simple, and there's not nothing of the, the variety to give anybody. Now, moving off of that for a second, because I do think that the cast is the film's best asset overall. Absolutely. There isn't anything else, though. There, there really isn't. And I was just about to say that exact same thing. There really isn't much else to really uh, go home about. The party scene resorts to uh, just everybody taking drugs, uh, accidentally, might I add, as well. And there were times where I was saying to myself, how far are they really going to push this in terms of the scale of the party? Mm-hmm. Because it just became like... Out of control. The craziest thing I've ever I would have ever seen in my life if it was real. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people would have been arrested. I would imagine by the end of the evening. That's what I'm saying too. Is that like I don't like it sometimes when movies uh, don't introduce stakes like that. At least make the cops a factor, or maybe have them get involved in the party somehow. You know, because it's such a good time. But at least acknowledge it. You know, you could see this party happening from you know, uh, whatever other adjacent building that there probably was to them. So the the other thing, too, uh, I want to also talk about here in regards to the film is also the just as the manner in which the, the supporting characters. I, I don't know if you got this vibe, but I, I kind of got the vibe that the supporting characters actually stole the movie from the main cast. You mean like, um, gosh, what is his name? Uh, Rob, uh, Rob Caudry. Oh, well, Rob Caudry is just great all the time. I thought that he could have had more lines, though, because yeah. I only remember, like, two or three things that he actually said. Yeah. Um, or Courtney, Courtney B. Vance. Courtney B. Vance. I will say this about Courtney B. Vance. I have never seen him like this before. No. Never in life. And so that was kind of a shock, complete shock for me. I'm just like, wow, he's really going for it. And he's usually, you know, I just saw him in... Um, as Johnny Cochran, who was polar opposite of this guy. And then, like, generally, you know, I know him from Law & Order. So that this is a definitely, like, out of all the actors here, he's the one who's actually doing something outside of what you expect him to do. Everybody else, I've seen them do all of these things already. Yeah, and, you know, I mentioned earlier that nobody does seem to go outside the box so much. He definitely does, and that is also playing into... Uh, the casting decision to have him be in the film because the way he starts off when he first comes in, he is playing that law and order Johnny Cochran, just, you know, serious businessman type in the suit and what have you with authoritative voice. Uh, and as the film goes on, he just, he just likes to party hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you get mixed up with these people. I guess it's inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the whole though, I did have fun with it. I just took it for what it was, and I did have fun. My friends that I saw it with, they, I think, had more fun than I was because there were a couple moments in the film where there were some jokes, and they just weren't landing for me. 
Um, I actually got more enjoyment, not necessarily out of the lines of dialogue, but more so just out of the behaviors of people and their facial reactions to some of these jokes. I mean, that scene where, um, and it's in the trailer, where Jennifer Aniston is telling him that the party's canceled, and they keep on referencing to each other that it's not really canceled. That, mm-hmm. That's that's really funny stuff. I mean, and that's great. Yeah. But yeah. as far as takeaways go or anything like that, this is not making anyone's best of lists. Hell, this probably isn't even making my best comedy list this year, I don't even think. I won't even remember it by the time I actually do those lists, honestly. No. <laughs> it was I just really one don't. of those things that was just a, a fun night at the theater but it just like you said there are no takeaways i will say because i you had mentioned something earlier that i wanted to get back to was olivia munn who Mm -hmm. i generally like i don't think hollywood knows what to do with her she's just a pretty gal who they just put her in pretty gal roles like an x-men apocalypse she was wasted in that right right and so i'm just like eh, like you know i i think that she's one of many women um actresses who um, looks really pretty. They just want to put her in everything without actually acknowledging what she's actually um, good at, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, but, but I will say about, Liz, but, about this particular performance or character for her is that she ended up being, she ended up kind of saving the day, which yep. I don't think is a lot of people were talking about in their reviews, but she kind of became that badass character who saved you know, the company inevitably. Um, and so, and she's kind of the biggest nerd at the company, despite the fact that she's quote unquote, you know, beautiful. And, you know, the beautiful ones aren't supposed to be the nerds because, you know, that stereotype has to persist and has to agree with each other. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of defying that. So I will say that, that one thing. Um, I will also give a shout out to Jillian Bell, who. Every time she shows up in these bit role moments in almost every film that she's a part of, she always manages to make the most of every scene that she's in. And she always does it by I, I vividly remember her in what was it, twenty twenty two Jump Street? Yeah, right. twenty two Jump Street. And she kind of plays a very similar uh character here where it's like she almost has like bipolar disorder in a way. Yeah, and She's yeah. just going back and forth between being lovable and nice, and then she's like ready to kill you and shoot you in the face. It's just yeah. ridiculous. She's, yeah, that that's actually an interesting point, because I actually kind of forgot that she was in, because I'm just slowly forgetting this movie now that I'm like remembering. <laughs> I literally just saw it a couple days ago, and I was like, oh yeah, she was in it. And I just remember when she, like the very first scene, when we were first introduced to her, and we we noticed like her Tourette, and I'm just like, oh, she's crazy. Oh yeah, she's But then insane. like also really nice too, like really really nice, Valley Girl nice to like mm-hmm. Demon Child on the, on the next moment. I, I you know, and, and it's funny too because I'm struggling to even remember. I at least want to acknowledge what I thought was my favorite joke in the film, but I mean, I can't, I can't even think of uh, that. I mean it's it's a very forgettable film it's good for in the moment and it's good for just shutting your brain off i oh can i just sidetrack though for a quick second because you were saying before about going to the theater and escaping uh what's going on in news and things like that have you seen la la land yet i have (laughs) that doesn't sound so good did did you like it i didn't love it and i and I don't love it like everyone else seems to love it. Um, although there has been some other dissenters like me that we're all kind of underground. We're we're within our little support group. Okay. But but I um I it, it's very um it made me smile. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I'm glad we're kind of going, we're trying to kind of rekindle the magic of uh, old school musicals. When I say old school, I don't even, I, I take it back to like the 50s and 60s. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that it was, it's, it's a great, it would be a really good musical for people who have not seen really good musicals. That's what I would say. Okay, gotcha. I I was just curious because you had said that before. Um, our review of La La Land will be coming soon, actually, here on the show, which I cannot wait to discuss with my co-hosts. But getting back to Office Christmas Party, let's wrap it up here with any final thoughts that you may have, Candice. A great out of 10. And, I mean, we, are, we already know the answer to this question, but we always ask it anyway. Is there any Oscar potential for this movie? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll go backwards. So your last question, no. I don't think so, at least. If I was on the committee, I wouldn't even consider it. Considering I I can't even remember it from a couple days ago when I saw it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The grade. Um, Four. Five. Okay. I'll say five. Five. Five out of ten. Five out of ten. Um, So that's very middle of the road. And any other final thoughts that you want to touch upon on the film that you feel like we didn't discuss? Um, well, you were mentioning people who had very little lines but was saying a lot with just the, their facial expressions. I would add Jamie Chung to that, who I was really, really happy to see, but I was hoping that she would actually get more lines. Mm. But she would always give, you know, she's kind of, and, and I get, so I gave her this whole narrative. Like, since we, she didn't have much of one, I gave her this whole narrative. Like, she's that Asian girl who's stuck in the middle of these retarded, like, you know, uh, important employees and she's probably the the brain like the brainiest of the bunch but she's probably underpaid that's why she she just comes in doesn't care what she looks like in terms of like her dress code and everything which she's consistently reminded of but um she would always do like these like side eyes and eye rolls that i really really enjoyed because anybody who's been a minority in that type of space would understand that (laughs) so yeah all right. Um, for me, uh, Office Christmas Party is a good time. Like I said, if you just shut your brain off for a little while, the party itself actually is pretty infectious and the actors uh, are likable enough. And you know what? Based upon the ending credit sequence, you you can tell that they had a great time working on this movie and just interacting with one another. So that kind of a vibe does draw you in. It does make you almost want to be a part of the party. And I think that is what they were going for. Uh, So in that respect, it does succeed as a film overall, though. And for this cinephile slash reviewer slash movie lover over here, it's just nah, 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 nah. I'm going to just say nah, just over and over. No, (laughs) just no. Um, It's not a a great movie. It's not even a great comedy film. I've seen better comedy films this year and like you were saying when it comes time to select those uh in a couple of weeks actually uh yeah this movie is not going to enter my thoughts whatsoever the same way something like the edge of 17 will let's just Mm -hmm. let's just put it out there like that And so, with that said, I will be giving Office Christmas Party a grade of 3 out of 10. It is saved pretty much by its cast here. And if you love this cast and you just want to go to the cinema and have a couple of good laughs, I mean, there's a lot worse you can do than Office Christmas Party, believe me. (laughs) And as far as Oscar potential goes, like I was saying, yeah, nah, 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 nah. Nope, 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 absolutely not. 
So with that said, then, Candice, uh, I want to thank you very much for coming on to discuss this film with us. Uh, tell our dear listeners out there where they can find you on the Internet. Yes. So I, as you mentioned earlier, my website is realtalkonline.org. That's real with two E's. Um, and I, you can find me on Twitter at realtalker. That's R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K-E-R. Um, and Facebook and Pinterest at Real Talk Online, all one word. Very awesome. Thank you once again for joining me here. Uh, dear listeners, I am Matt Neglia. You can find me at Next Best Picture on Twitter. Head over to nextbestpicture.com. Subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and now newly added Stitcher and Player FM. Please feel free to drop us a review. Thanks, as always, for your listens, and we will see you all next time. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.